Um, thank you all once again for visiting our Clinton Baptist Church. As our past Pastor Tucker said, we are so grateful for you all here. I'm Pastor Pew, and just thankful for you all coming to visit us today. Um, at this time, if you all don't want to be held accountable, it's time to leave. This is your way out, okay? Uh, this is your way out to, to leave. You, 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 we're not going to be mad. Uh, just put the one finger up. You know how the ushers do. Just put the one finger up and walk out. Uh, for you online, you can drop off at this time if you don't want to be held accountable because the word of God, once you hear the word of God, you have to respond to it. And there's two ways to respond. You can accept it or you can reject it. And now, because you're under the sound of God, you are responsible to respond. So in the next coming weeks, over the next months, we are going to be looking at the theme, it's sin. The overarching theme is it's sin. And God has led me to, to share in this theme because I believe that we as Christians have forgotten what is sin. Some of us are new Christians and don't know what sin is. But I believe that we have allowed society and the world and the government caused us to reinstate, I mean, to redefine what God calls sin. And because we live in a culture that is a council, a council culture and a culture that want to live how they want to live, God has a standard for us. And over the coming months, we are going to be looking at individual sins of the Bible. Some of them, what the author called in the book I'm reading, uh, is, um, he, um, and I forgot the author's name uh, and the title. God, I just had it. I should have wrote it down. But anyway, he, he, he looks at sins that we, we do every day that we don't know is sin for some of us. So we're going to be looking at some sins that, that you may do every day and not even know it's sin. But once you hear it, you have to respond. So today I invite you to James, the book of James in the, in the New Testament. You got Hebrew and the book of James. Hebrews and then you have the book of James. And we'll be looking at chapter 2. And the book of James is sandwiched in between Hebrews and 1 Peter for those who have challenges finding it. We're in the book of James. If you have a Bible like mine, you're on page 1063. 1063. James. And we find ourselves in chapter 2. James chapter 2. When you have it, can you please say amen? James chapter 2. And I and I ask that everyone look at your your Bible. Everyone looks at your look at your Bible, please. On your phone, your laptop, please. If you have it, if you don't have it, please bring it 
because I want you to know what the Word of God says and don't walk away and say, Pastor Pew said. So the Word of God says in James chapter 2, verse number 1, he says, My brother, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come in to your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there shall also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool or at my feet. Have you not shown partiality among yourself and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into courts? Do they not blaspheme the noble name which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you should love your neighbors as yourself. You do well. But if you have, if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the laws of the transgressor. On this morning, as we start the overarching theme, it is sin, I want to speak to you from the topic, James, James addresses favoritism. James addresses favoritism. James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, is the writer of this book. The overarching theme in the book of James is to have patience and perseverance during trials and tribulation. But James also writes to encourage these Christians, these Jewish Christians and us, to live a consistent life in Christ of which we learned. James writes to encourage these Jewish Christians and us to live a consistent life in Christ by what we have learned. But James also goes on and he encourages them to move away from these verries, I mean these uh, variety of sins that he includes in his book. Those sins he tells them to stay away from is pride. Hypocrite, being a hypocrite, being a slander, and also favoritism. James, in his letter here, he talks about these sins that we have to avoid, these sins that we should not have. James bring up some sins that 
we probably don't even know his sins. And here in this second chapter of James in verse chapter 1 um, and through 9, he talks about favoritism. He talks about favoritism. He used the word partiality. The word partiality in his original language is, is really defined as a, a favor or bias, a unf, uh, uh, I mean, a bias of unfairness to a person or someone else. It, 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 it means to, to show bias in an unfaithful way to another. This word partiality can also mean to be um, a to be racist or to be to, or to practice uh, um, what word I want to use to be to be a um, favoritism or, or, or something like that my bad so he says that that we are to we ought to be careful when we deal with favoritism and he, and he lays out for us in this text a story he gives us a story um, about uh, 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 two men who were gathered together in worship. They were gathered together in worship. And the first thing we see here in this text, as we look at James addresses favoritism, as he says in verse number one, he says, my brother, do not hold the, the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. The first thing we see here in this address on favoritism is James condemns favoritism. He goes to the Christian, he says, hey, my brethren, this is how we know he's talking to the saints of God. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to believers. And at this time, when this book was written, was written, they had a problem outside the church. The world had a problem outside the church of showing favoritism and partiality to people. And it creeped into the church. And now James comes and calls the attention of the believers, and he condemned favoritism. He says, my brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. He says, here it is, for Christians, you cannot show favoritism. He comes and says, because you are in the, the blood of Jesus Christ, because you have accepted Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is God, look what he says, because he used the word the Lord of glory, which means he is God. Because you have surrendered to God, favoritism is condemned. He says, here he condemns favoritism. He condemns discrimination. He condemns racism. He condemns it here. And he says that as Christians, we should not operate in favoritism, which is unfair bias. He says that you should not show partiality. And I ask you today, who have you been showing favoritism to? Who have you been discriminating to? Who have you been racist to? Because as Christians, he, he condemns it. James, James condemns it. He condemns favoritism. He condemns that people show favor to others on behalf of something. 
He says that, that, that we should not show partiality. That, that we, we as Christians should not show favoritism. We should not show unfa unfair bias to others in this address of favoritism. But James not only stopped there and condemned favoritism, but the next thing we see in verse number four through five, he gives us the intent of their favoritism. Look what he say, look what we see in verses two through four here in this chapter. He says, for if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothing, and say to him, you sit here in a good place, and say to the poor, you sit here or sit here at my footstool. He says, for have you not shown partiality among yourselves and became judges with evil thoughts? He comes now and he showed the intent of their favoritism. And he gives this, this story, this, this, this hypothetical story that he gives and, and, and of this illustration of these two men. He says, if there was a rich man that came into the sanctuary, that gathering was a place of worship. And we knew that this man was rich by, 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 by the accessories that he had. Because at this time, in, in biblical times, to have rings mean that you have money. See, rings didn't mean that you can fight or you want to bust somebody up. If rings represent for men and women at this time who wore rings, gold rings, it means that they had money, that they, they were wealthy. And the more rings they had showed the more wealth that they had. He said that this, this man came in with, with gold rings. It's amazing how, how he pointed out first the gold rings. This must have some diamonds in it or something because it draw James' attention. He said this man came in with gold rings, look what he says, and fine apparel. He came in with, with expensive clothes. He came in with, with his purple on and she came in with their purple linen on it and came in with their uh, St. John's suits and came in with their Gucci clothing and their Ferragamo shoes and, and, and red bottom shoes. They came in with their with they Prada shoes on. They came in with their Versace on. They came, he came in dressed to the teeth. And it says that when he got in there, look what happened. He says when he came in with his fine clothes, he says, and they saw him. They saw him, that his clothes identify who he belonged to, I mean, how much money he had. And when they saw him, they gave him attention. Look what it says. It says, when they saw him they, they, in the fine clothes, he says that they, in the pearls, and they should also come in a poor man. And he says, look what they, they gave him attention. They went to him and, and gave him attention. They, they showed him fairness. They, they showed him favoritism. They gave him attention. But then when the poor man came in, when the homeless man came in with, with dirty clothes and, 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 and didn't have no money, when, when the one that came in with a, at the lower class of life, the lower stature of life, look, they ain't even paying him no attention. They let the rich man sit in VIP.
that, that so worry of God. They, they there to worship God and they show a favoritism to people because of the class that they have. Now this text talk about favoritism towards financial uh, blessings or, or financial uh, uh, stability or financial status or classes, but, but there are some other ways we show favoritism. There's some other ways that, that you and I show favoritism. It, it, it may be to that child that was born first. It may be to, to the child who, who act more like you. It may be to the, to, to the child who do not act like the parent that you don't like. It may show, show favoritism to, to your family over someone who you don't know. May show favoritism to the, to the person on the job who you are friends to versus the one you are not friends to. May show favoritism to different members in the church versus another member in the church. Favoritism is all around us. And here they had a problem with favoritism. Look, he, he comes and, he, and, and then we're going to get to the tent, but he shows this rich man to a nice seat, to a plus seat, to a good seat. But the poor man, he says, you can sit on the floor. Matter of fact, you don't even get a, 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 a pillow to sit on. Sit at my feet in the house of God. In the house of God, they come in to worship and they show favoritism. Now, some commentaries believe that the reason why they show favoritism to this rich man because they wanted a bigger offering. And by the way, the more you give does not earn you a spot here in Clinton Baptist Church. So don't think because you give a lot of money you got favor with the pastor and you can sneak a, thing, sneak a note in and sneak a note out to change this. And no, that don't work like that. Because we serve God. And in the house of God, it's favoritism. They show favoritism in the house of God on, on class and status. And James says, you show this man to the floor, but you give this man a VIP seat. And then he goes on in verse 4, look what he says, look at their tent. He says, have you not shown partiality? Have you not shown racism? Have you not shown favoritism? Have you not shown discrimination? He says that you have shown partiality among yourselves and became judges with the evil intent. Here's the intent. The intent is evil. The intent is that they now has caused separation in the body of God. Favoritism caused separation. When you show favoritism, when you show racism, when you show discrimination, it shows that you are separating people. And he says that it's evil. Favoritism is birthed out of evilness. Told y'all to leave now. He says it's an evil thought. 
It's come from a thought of evilness when we show favoritism to people versus their gender or their status or, the, or, 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 or their, um, their fame or, or, or who, what line they fall in under your family tree. He says that it comes from an evil thought. Favoritism is never positive. It cannot be justified. And he says, it's evil. The ten of favoritism is to separate your family, separate at your job, separate at your business, separate your community, separate your world, separate the church. Here is what favoritism does. This is the intent. It separates the body of Christ when we show favoritism. And James says that it's evil. It's wicked. It's wicked when you show unfair bias to another. It's wicked when we, we treat someone not right because we don't like them. He says, you show this in the church. But then he goes on. He, the first thing we see is James condemn favoritism. And the second thing we see is James give the intent of favoritism. And then we see here in the third, the third thing we see here, we see that James inform us that favoritism is sin. Look what he says in the rest of the chapter. Look what he says. He says in verse 5, listen to me, my brother. Has God not chosen the poor of the world to, to be rich in, in faith? And heirs of the kingdom, which, which he promised to those who love him. He says, look, you, you showing favoritism to the rich man, but God came for the poor. He says, he says God showed the same faith to all men. God, God does not show favoritism. God is not partial in nobody. God does not like me because I'm the pastor better than he like you. God does not like you because you come to Bible study better than he like her because she don't come to Bible study. The matter of fact, the scripture said God loves us all the same. When he died on a cross, he died because he loved us, not because he loved you more, loved you less. No, he loved us all the same. And he says that here in the text, he says that God came for every one of us. He says, look. He said, God came for every one of us. He said, God not only came for the rich, God came for the poor. And matter of fact, the scripture tells us those who are rich will have a hard time surrendering their life to Jesus Christ. And here's why. Because when you're rich, you don't need God, but when you're poor, you need God. And rich people trust God because they want to. Poor people trust God because they have to. And he says here, God did not come for one status or one class or one group of people. He came for all and he gave faith to every one of us that we may surrender to him. He says, so God don't show favoritism. He says, but you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich man oppress you and drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the noble name by which you are called? He said, look at the action of the rich man. And remember, James is not coming down on the rich man. He's just showing you how the rich act. 
He said, the, the, the rich oppress you all. And now you in here showing favoritism to them. Not, now, now, now you in here showing favoritism to them because you want something from them. He said, they, they the one that drags you into court. These the one that defamed the Christianity. He says, come on, what are you doing? Don't show partiality to someone because they have wealth. It's supposed to be no favoritism. You show love to everyone. Everyone treated the same. Everyone has the same seat. There's no assigned seats in Clinton Baptist Church. And by the way, while I'm here, there's never going to be a plaque on your, your, your pew. That's for those who've been in church years ago. Oh, that's, 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 that's the Tucker pew right there. That's the Tucker family pew. This is the pew family pew. No, nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't selling no pews. Everybody can sit where they want. There ain't no assigned seats here. And he says, they look at it. He says, he says that, that they, they drag you in. He says, and then do they not blaspheme the, the noble name of God? He says, if you really fulfill the royal law according to scripture, you should love your neighbor as yourself. Look what he said. He says, even the scripture condemns this. The scripture condemns favoritism. He says that we are called to love everyone as ourselves. We are not called to show partiality. We are not called to show favoritism. We are not called to be discriminating. We are not called to be racist. We are called to show the same love that we show to ourselves, to others. He says, you are called. You are not called. You are commanded to love your neighbors like you love yourself. But here it is. Here's the sin. I know some of y'all ain't even noticed what sin, did y'all? Or y'all quiet? Here it is. He says, but if you show partiality, you commit sin. He says, if you show favoritism, racism, discrimination, you committing sin. It's sin. It's sin. This is what God calls it. And look what he says. He says you commit sin and you are convicted by the law of transgression. He says favoritism is sin. There's no way around it. Racism is sin. Discrimination is sin. It's sin. And oh, how much we do it. How much we, we treat others in unfair bias. How much we show favoritism within our, within our homes, within our families, within our communities, and, and inside our church. He says it's sin. This kind of action is not approved by God. As a matter of fact, turn to, um, turn to uh, Romans. I think it's Romans. I wrote it down here. Where is it at? 
Um, turn to find it in my notes. Turn to, to Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Romans chapter 2, verse 11. That's going back towards the um, in the New Testament, right there, Acts, and then the letters to the Romans. Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Romans chapter 2, verse 11. Romans chapter 2, verse 11 says, For there is no partiality within God. There's no favoritism in God. God has no favoritism. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. He says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9, the, the things which you learned and receive, uh, chapter 6, verse 9, chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. Let me get there. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. He says, he says, and you, masters, do the same thing to them, giving up threatening uh, knowledge, um, uh, giving up threatening, um, knowing that your own master also is in heaven. And there is no partiality in him. God does not show partiality. This is sin. When we, when we show favoritism, when we express favoritism, we, we, we're expressing sin. And it's wrong. And James addressed this issue because the church had a problem. The church were lifting up wealthy people and putting down poor people. The church was lifting up those who were Jews and those who wasn't Jews. The church was, was showing discrimination because you were of Abraham and you wasn't of Abraham. And, and James had to address this because all, all favoritism does is separate the body of Christ. And when Jesus Christ came to die on the cross, he came to bring us together under one name, under one baptism and one spirit, and that is of Jesus Christ. God came that we can be unified, not separated. And I'm glad, I don't know about you, I'm glad that God don't show partiality. I'm glad he don't. Because if he would, I wouldn't be saved. I don't know about you, but if you just imagine, just imagine, just imagine, God got all us lined up here. And he walking down the line like, oh, no, nah, not you. Mm, uh, nah, nah, not you. I mean, just imagine that. Just imagine that God show favoritism to, to someone. All of us would be out of it. I mean, just think about it. It wouldn't be nobody, that, I don't know about you, but it wouldn't be many in heaven. But I thank God when he came and died, it said he died for every one of us. Let me remind you what the scripture says. John chapter 3 verse 16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomever, whomever is what? Black, white, fat, skinny, tall, short, green, blue, whoever gay, uh, straight, whatever you are. He died for every single one of us. He ain't show no favoritism. He came and he died and laid his life down for you and for me and to shed his blood that you and me may be right with God. Now, how dare we show favoritism to people? 
says it's sin. When we treat people with unfair bias. But Jesus came. To die for our sins. That we may be right with him. And today, in these coming weeks, these messages are going to be challenging. The medicine ain't going to taste good, but it's going to have good results. Because we all, and I'm speaking of myself, show favoritism. 